ladies and gentlemen, Neeks and Gerds. People who get it, get it. Your language is spoken here. God bless the geek. They're listening. You're consuming. You're watching over your ears. Oh, just listen. This is the Geek Speak Show. Please make a note of it. Your source for what's happening in geek culture. The Geek Speak Show is powered by Henry San Miguel, Rachel Rosselli, Joel Japitana, and proudly by GeekTyrant.com, Collider.com, Ramascreen.com, Mightyville.com, and Zergnet.net. This is the Geek Speak Show. It is? I thought it was the Hi There Show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Oh, no. Welcome to the Geek Speak Show. It's Joel. It's his fault. He ate my donut. You I d- get so pumped when I hear that song. <laughs> I think both of you had too many donuts. That, yeah, that or something else. Don't be tripping about that. Come on. <laughs> oh, I see what he did there. So let's and talk it, it, about, let's be geek here. Uh, no Star Wars talk. Uh, well, maybe a little bit later. We can't do a show without doing Star Wars talk. <laughs> uh I know you didn't. I know neither of you did actually. But I'll ask anyway. Who watched the Under the Dome finale? Raise your no, hands. That's what we have you for. Oh look, mine's up. Okay, so who, who got domed up? Who got we'll spoil it because you know either you're on their boat, you didn't see it, you don't just don't care, or you actually did watch it by now. So it was kind of. You remember the uh, we talked about it, the AMC's The Walking Dead finale? It was kind of flat. So many questions. Well, no, not so many questions. It was just okay, anticlimactic. We were waiting for that big fight with between the governor and his forces and, and Rick it and his people, a, yeah, but it was yeah. never happened. Now you're making me sentimental about The Walking Dead, and I want to... There's some tissues right there. Under the Dome, actually, was kind of like that. It, 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 the, the second to last episode I told you guys was very, very intense. A lot of people died. Uh, a lot of characters that you sort of start to care about, gone. Uh, this one... Some things happen with the dome. It, it started to turn black, then it turned clear again, and then you think you you think you know what it is. W- one good thing, though, again, spoiler alert. One good thing in the book, uh, I've read it. It is a, it is a sci- sci-fi novel because it, uh, the reason why the dome is there is because extraterrestrials put it there. Spoiler alert, in case you guys haven't read it. it we they all finally knew. they finally introduced that in this episode. But after that, uh, all the character development they, that they spent the last twelve episodes went nowhere it just it just ends with you know barbie about to be hanged by junior and it just ends like that's it you know, i mean talk about a literal cliffhanger but you know you didn't you didn't you didn't see nothing really so that was uh under the dome the finale i don't know when it's coming back i'm assuming next year sometime would you watch uh, it again henry what i mean uh, when it comes back for the next season yeah why not like i said i watched this whole thing when i've invested my time so in now it, you're too well. invested yes <laughs> I need to know what happened to, to know what Barbie. To that dome. sounds weird coming from me, but you know what I meant. Uh, <laughs> Sleepy Hollow premiered actually on Fox on Monday also. Did anybody see that? I was, uh, no, but I've heard a lot of people are excited about it. They I were losing w- their heads about it. I did. I get that. I did watch it. Hey, you woke up. <laughs> I did. I did watch it. It, it was okay, actually. Um, it is. It comes from... Uh, Orky Kurtzman, people who wrote Transformers and Star Trek, both the good one and Into Darkness. Uh, Wow. They mess around. I'm not going to get over that. It's going to take a while. I even own it. So, you know, there you go. I I had to, speaking of, let me sidetrack for a little bit. I did buy the Into Darkness Blu-ray. I watched it a couple (laughs) times again because I figured, you know, maybe it's just because, you know, I I was, it was too fresh and I I was expecting too much. I watched it twice. Still disappointed. So, can't be, you know, just that I didn't like it. Uh, 
going back to uh, what was I talking about? Oh, Sleepy Hollow. Lost my head about that. Oh, I can do <laughs> oh. that too. <laughs> um, it was okay. They're play- we all we've me. all read some 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 of us forced to read mm-hmm. in school the the uh, the Washington Urban story. They play around with it a little bit. Um, spoiler alert: if, it, if it's still in your DVR, it, the 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 horseman is supposed to be one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. So if if the rest of them come. Then it's the end of the world, and Nicobot Crane now is uh, some holy warrior who's supposed oh, to what? stop them somehow. And there's demons that mm-hmm. are trying now to stop him hooked. from stopping them. Um, it's pretty good. I mean, the characters are there's some corny dialogue, but yeah, uh, it, it it's okay. Do they uh, say? Do they say the line? Which one? Lose your head? Yeah. No. <laughs> Actually, I was expecting it from from from. Um, I guess say that for season two. I was gonna call him Sulu, but John Cho is is in it for one episode because really? something happens I at like the end. Him. That well, Harold, right? What is that, Harold? Yeah, or Kumar, one of the two. No, no. Why, why would he be Kumar? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> why can't he be Kumar? Is the real question. You're blowing my mind. Um, no, but he was in there also. It, it's pretty good. Um, so that those are the, some of the shows that are returning this or next week. We have a little show about Shields. I think. Oh yeah. Anybody oh, looking yeah. forward to that one? Oh yeah. We can start it off fresh with that show. All of us are gonna watch I'm it this so time. So excited. Tease it before I'll tease it again next week. Jeff Loeb, head of Marvel Television, will come on and talk to us about it. Now, he's not going to spoil anything, you know. He doesn't spoil things, but he will talk. Uh, he will talk. How, why? Why is Agent Coulson back? And you know, like, like Dude, our DJ said, books, his man. first name is Agent, not Phil. That's what he told us. Yes, yes. It's the comic books. No one dies in comic books. Well, we know that, but that's true. You know. So, and I do want to ask him. I mean, I don't think it's too spoilery. You guys tell me. I do want to ask him, are we going to see some, or is the show going to set up some things that we'll see in, for example, Thor, Cap, and then Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy? Will we see some of that stuff in the TV show? That would be the coolest. Oh, no, if we, we did. need to ask that question. Agent yeah, so Coulson we- is a robot, and that robot is actually Ultron. Oh. Spoiler alert. <laughs> With the voice of James Spader. So, that's uh, what's happening on TV. Not too much. Our shows are coming back, and October is, what, two, three months? I mean, three, three weeks away as we speak. So, yes. My show, not yours, Rachel, but my show is coming back. AMC's The Walking Dead. Why can't it be my show, too? Because you don't like it. Oh, yeah, you're you not like allowed. it, actually. Yeah, man. I See, our show. I've been counting down to it, man. Let's do that. Everybody reset. I'm going to get my donut. GTA 5. GTA 5. Leave my donut alone. <laughs> and we'll come on back and talk more geek. Um, I don't know. Who, who are we talking to? We're talking to everybody. Uh, we are talking to my choice for the book club this week. So you could talk to the hand, Rachel. Actually, I was talking to both of you, but hey, that <laughs> because was, the face that don't was. give a damn. <laughs> oh, we also get a double dose today of Mark Arnold's stories behind the stories. Here's the first one. Next one coming up in just a few minutes. The stories behind the stories with Mark Arnold, exclusively on the Geek Speak Show. Hi, this is Historian Mark Arnold with another installment of the Stories Behind the Stories. And today we're interviewing Joe Torsivia. And Joe is a writer and major comic book fan of the Disney Ducks and of DC superheroes. And he's had over 300 letters of comment published in various comic books published over the years and has translated many Latter-day foreign Disney Duck and Mouse stories into English and prides himself on having written the final line of original dialogue for the final story, the final issue of Walt Disney's Comics and Stories. He also appeared on the Walt Disney's Treasures Chronicle, Chronological Donald, that's a mouthful, Volume 4, Collector's Tin, and writes a regular column and blog called The Issue at Hand, which he has authored for nearly 20 years. So, Joe, welcome to the show, and tell me a bit about yourself and how you became a comic book TV and movie fan. Oh, thank you, Mark, and uh, 
I don't know. How does anybody become a fan of anything? I <laughs> suspect it's different for everyone. Everyone has their own story. In my case, something about a particular comic or TV show, film, whatever, just grabs you and it never lets you go. <laughs> Sometimes for decades, even longer. At least that's how it works with me. You know, whether it's Disney comics, DC comics, 60s TV, Humphrey Bogart movies, anything. It takes hold of you and it just hangs on. <laughs> so, so with all this varied interest, what, what led you to become an expert on the Disney Ducks? Well, it was probably that I didn't see the cartoons on TV very often in my childhood. And they became more real to me as comic book characters than uh, as, co as uh, cartoon characters. And considering that Carl Barks was guiding those characters and other creators like Paul Murray, those comics in the 60s, they, as I said, grabbed hold of me. And, uh, you know, I didn't let them go until well into my uh, upper teens when uh, other things finally came along. But then they came back in, their tw in my 20s. And have been there ever since. To haunt you. <laughs> to haunt me, yeah. And uh, in the meantime, um, where can we uh, find, uh, where can people contact you, or, or where can we see your work? Well, I publish a blog that I update uh, at least weekly, if not more often. It's called uh, Joe Torsivia's The Issue at Hand blog, and that uh, goes back to an app and fanzine column that I began in 1994. You can visit that at uh, T-I-A-H blog at blogspot.com, and uh, I've always got something up there interesting right now. You can read about the uh, upcoming Animaniacs DVD to be released next Tuesday. You'll always find something of interest there, at least. All right. Thank well, thank you very much, Joe, for joining us today. And now, Mark, it's been a pleasure. Okay. You can hear the complete story behind the stories by going to funideas.50webs.com. That's 50webs.com. Funideas.50webs.com. The stories behind the stories. Exclusively on the Geek Speak Show. Hey, this is Todd McFarlane, creator of Spawn, and one of the original founders of Image Comics. And you're listening to Geek Speak Show. Thanks for coming. Kind of don't have a choice. So... <laughs> Let us talk about the end of the year. Already? Okay. About a year ago, it was yeah. supposed to be the end of the world. Yeah, wasn't the world supposed to be? Yeah. Maybe that worked out. It is so, over, actually. We did it last year. You, read, you, you, you and I did it, the, the, um, the 2013, 2012 year-end Geek Awards. 2013, we're going to do the same thing. We might do some video this time around because there's some special things coming up. But I want to. while we have a little moment here, I want to talk to both of you. Talk to me. Just between the two of us. Nobody listening. Just about <laughs> 2,000 downloads a week. But so, but just keep it between us. Um, uh -huh. Some of the best, uh, some of the same categories, you know, the best movies, best you know, comics, things like that. Of they'll course. be in there, duh. Yep. But I'm thinking of adding yep. some new ones. A couple of them this time are from our world. Shut up, Joel. And that is mm. best podcast and best YouTube channel. I Let's like say that. you all to that. So we're just gonna give ourselves the the awards, right? No, come on. This award goes to Rachel for being Rachel. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> we we could do that because a lot of people, obviously, that are listening to ours, listen to a lot of other ones. Um, and when you're doing anything online, you always reference YouTube, no matter what it is. So that kind of makes sense. True, true. Now, no fighting. Well, you're way over there, so you can't really get out your lightsaber now. But I know you have your favorites. You have your favorites. I have my favorites. How do we decide this? Because there's so many channels, like you just said. That's why we have a producer. The producer's going to be the... Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. It'll be all on you. <laughs> but no, but seriously, the reason why I bring that up now, so I'm, I'm, I'm coming up with the, with the categories and all that. I'll present it to all of you guys. You okay. guys, meaning you, everybody here on the show. Then all of right. you sitting there listening will present more. it to you. Um, what is this? September, probably late October. Around the time we start doing the Halloween stuff, we'll, pre- we'll put it up online. We'll, we'll, it'll be in comic book stores, especially at our local ones. They said, okay. They'll print it out and, and you know we'll have all you guys vote on there. Then we'll tally it all up. Um, I like that idea. This guy's got ideas. The 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 lifetime. I'll say right now, oh, it's going to be just between us here yes. amongst us, yeah. uh, the 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 geek speakers in here. We won't involve you only because it's gonna, because of who I'm nominating. I'll tell you. I won't say who, but I'll tell you right now. It's going to start a lot of fights because they both really deserve it. But well, don't give too much away, but we're we're gonna battle this out ourselves. Why can't we ever give anything away? Why can't we <laughs> <laughs> just tell us? <laughs> but they can only be one. You always get me. But there can only be one. <laughs> so that that's what. So then, uh, is that am I getting an A OK? Where's the producer? What do you say? Thumbs up, down. Those categories that I said. She says two horns up. Yep. <laughs> so we'll do that. Uh, what are we doing now? Oh. What say we talk a little bit about Star Wars? Okay. Star Wars. Anybody uh, have anything to say about that? Yes, no, maybe so. Star Wars is good. Well, stay right there. Somebody's <laughs> going to talk. I think Mark Arnold now is going to talk about uh, somebody, about stories behind the stories from a long time ago in the galaxy far, far away. And when we come back, we will do the same. The Geek Speak Show will be right back. The stories behind the stories with Mark Arnold exclusively on the Geek Speak Show. Yes, this is historian Mark Arnold with another installment of the stories behind the stories. And today we're interviewing Andrew Goldfarb. And Andrew is a cartoonist and a musician. He's known for his comic strip Ogner Stump and the books Hypno Hogs Moonshine Monster Jamboree, The Ballad of a Slow Poisoner, and Slub Glove in the Weird World of the Weeping Willows, and for his one man band The Slow Poisoner, in which he plays the guitar and bass drum all at the same time. So, Andrew, welcome to the show, and tell me about yourself and how you got into cartooning and music. Thanks for having me, Mark. Well, <laughs> It's been a long and twisted road. Uh, originally, I had designs on painting pictures, and I started out doing these really big acrylic portraits of deformed monstrosities. But I found that it was really difficult to get them into galleries because I didn't own a car. So I'd be going on the bus with like this seven foot tall behemoth tree giant. And uh, it was just a hassle. And then also, once you sold it, it was gone, gone for good. So I thought, hey, maybe I'll try comic books. They're reproducible, and they're small, much easier to carry on the bus. (laughs) And um, additionally, I wanted to come up with something that would take me the rest of my life to complete. 
So my concept was Ogner Stump's 1,000 Sorrows. It would be a 1,000 installments, and each one would address the various uh, ill or ailment of the modern era, <laughs> such as um, taxes, uh, retail sales, plumbing difficulties, really just about anything you know that a person faces. I figured I would devote one installment of my... Um, my comic strip to that, and if I proceed at a rate of about 15 a year, it would take me until I was 100 years old. Uh, my math isn't that good, so I'm not sure if this is working out. Right now, I'm up to 120, so I'm really behind, uh -oh. but in a sense, that's a positive thing, because once I do get to 1,000, I have to die, because uh, <laughs> sorrow number 1,000 will be death, and I'll have to... Um, <laughs> created right before going over Niagara Falls in a barrel, which is how I plan to leave this world behind. So it's kind of like the Dave Sims service way with a thousand issues, eh? <laughs> yeah, and I guess he did finish, which must yes, have been did. kind no, of a... He didn't do a, a thousand, he did 300. He did 300 issues, but yeah. <laughs> uh, and final question, I was just saying, what projects are you working on now, and where can we find you in the next few months? Um, well, I'm always on the internet at ognerstump.com. That's O-G-N-E-R-S-T-U-M-P. Uh, and, um, my, uh, the, the strip is also published quarterly in Pork Magazine, which, uh, can be found at internetpork.com, I believe, and also in, uh, finer, uh, newsstands free racks from coast to coast. And, uh, as far as my musical endeavors... I will be uh, performing in the East Bay um, later this month sometime. All right. So it's vague, but we don't want to make it too easy for people. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank you, Andrew, for speaking with me today. You can hear the complete story behind the stories by going to funideas.50webs.com. That's 50webs.com. Funideas.50webs.com. The stories behind the stories. Exclusively on The Geek Speak Show. I'm Zach, and you're listening to The Geek Speak Show. Hold on a second. Once more, with flavor. Yeah. Oh, I'm Zach Whedon, and you're listening to The Geek Speak Show. It's compelling! What's gonna happen to these kids? Yeah. This is a fun one to start uh, with. We're going to have a yeah. lot of fun this Friday at the San Francisco Public Library, the Portola Branch, because Star Wars, Lego uh, Star Wars, and DK Books are invading. Back on with us, Nicole Germain from the Portola Branch. Nicole, welcome back to the Geek Speak Show. Thank you so much for having me on again. Good morning. Good morning. How, how are you doing? I'm doing quite well. Gearing up for our Friday event, 3.30 this Friday. It's going to be Legos plus Star Wars, and you know what that equals? Infinite fun. <laughs> capital F, capital U, capital N, lots of fun. You better believe it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, so, again, like you said, it's going to start at 3.30. Uh, what is it going to consist of specifically there at the Portola branch? I will tell you the way I do it here, you know, we're calling it a story time takeover. So my big announcement that I'm going to make at the beginning of the program is that those, those dark side evil forces were so hostile that they totally took over the story time and they would not even let us do a story time. And the reason why I do that is because I have such a variety of ages coming to this event. They are just not all going to dig 
one kind of read aloud, if you know what I mean. So what I do is I set up stations, and I have Star Wars music playing, of course. you gotta have a you got to have a theme song or well, lots yeah. of theme songs going in the background, right, so you can do it right. And then um, I have, let's see, I'll have one station, of course, with lots of Legos. And if kids want to replicate a Star Wars, you know, the Death Star or some kind of other starship, they are welcome to take that challenge, but they don't have to. A Death Star is a lot of Legos. They can build whatever (laughs) they want. These are just your basic, fun oodles of Legos, okay? And then so there's the Lego station. There's the little, uh, there's the Young Jedi Study Corner. Well, where I'll have lots of, of course, this is a library, so I got to push some books, right? Oh yeah. So I'm going to have lots of Star Wars books, Legos books, then of course Star Wars Legos books, and uh, they can hang out and read there. We can read to them. Then there'll be another corner with lots of activity kits of coloring, you know, all Star Wars and Legos themed, because as you know, DK. Uh, is sponsoring this, or they're the ones that sent us all this stuff. So I also get to raffle off the Yoda Chronicles, which is a, that's the big ticket item. And then uh, I'll also be raffling off a couple of readers, levels two and three, all about Lego Star Wars. And then what else do we do? Let's see. Oh, I also put out some Zoobs for those rebels who, uh, they don't want to play with the Legos. They're a little younger, and Zoobs are a little more, like, smaller kid-friendly. They can't really swallow those. Well, they could, but it would be difficult. <laughs> <laughs> And then what else, you know, and then everyone leaves with a, even if you don't win a raffle item, you leave with a poster, a bookmark, and lots of good memories. And I'll reveal right now, I'm also going to throw something else in there. I have a pop-up book, a Star Wars pop-up book, of course, appropriately. Uh, I'm not going to say what it is, but it will be very cool. I'll describe it like this. When you open it, there's a Darth Vader that pops up, (gasps) the lightsaber comes up, and it lights (gasps) up. What? What? Hey, I wish I could win. But it's for the kids. For the kids. That is fabulous. Thank you in advance. It I is so that. exciting to have an, an awesome, another big ticket item to raffle off. Sweet. Yeah, so that is, the, again, that's starting uh, this Friday, September 2332, whenever you want to say. It goes for, uh, you know, it's technically an hour and a half, but it goes till for about two hours, I'd say. Two hours of pure Lego Star Wars fun. It's going to be a party in the library. It is a total party in the library. And again, I just love these events where lots of different ages come together and have a blast because that's what it's all about here at the library. That's part of what it's all about. Right? Right. And Henry, you said you're going to come with your kids, correct? I am. Yes, I am. Fantastic. And how old are your kids? Oh, now I'm turning the tables on you, asking you the questions. Sorry. That's okay. You can (laughs) interview me if you want. Uh, I got two. Boy, girl. Boy is 10. Girl is 6. Nice. So, do they like Legos? N- not, well, yeah, but both of them they love. <laughs> I was gonna say, well, I'll, I'll probably you'll probably see me playing with the Legos too. But yeah. all right, I never stop the adults from playing with the Legos. You know, we adults should be having fun too. There should be a, adult Legos, not like that though. Absolutely. But there should be like, <laughs> you know, more like uh, exactly. ad- advanced Legos, I guess. Advanced Legos. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, so, so like so said, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, we're gonna have the we're gonna have the music going, we're gonna have the books going, we're gonna have everything going on. Uh now, not that we don't like Lego Star Wars or anything, but what else is gonna what other events are coming to the Portola branch or, or the library? <laughs> you know, we always have so much going on here, it's ridiculous. And I cannot believe that September is already practically over. For real. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna jump right into October. 
I am ready. That's my time of the year. Mama Mia. So October, you know, we have lots of fun happening for all ages, but um, right off the bat, I'm going to tell you, this is actually more for teens and tweens, but I just, I'm kind of excited about this event. It's not Star Wars or Legos, but it's from a, a group called Destiny Arts out of Oakland, mm-hmm. and they, yeah. they bring these wonderful programs, dance, uh, martial arts, all kinds of stuff, but they also integrate it with the five fingers of, uh, prevent, of violence prevention. So they're going to be coming on October 11th for a Destiny Arts program. It's going to be martial arts and self-defense. And I can tell you what time it is if I get to our cab. They haven't sent us the calendar for October yet, but I'm getting there. Fighting in the library? Is this what I'm hearing? <laughs> martial martial arts. arts. You know, we do library. it all. Oh, my goodness. And then on the 18th, we have a – have you heard of Peopleology before? No. Tell, tell me more. Tell us more. Right. Yeah. I am seriously, I do looking up the times so I can give you the correct information here. Okay. So Peopleology. Peopleology. I I really like that name. Yeah, it just okay. rolls off. So the we're gonna name. be we're gonna be celebrating uh Latino Hispanic Heritage Month, which goes like from Octo- October into November. And um this is going to be you get to create your own clay plaque. Ooh, see, see. And it's super cool. It's going to be like rubbing. It's like a, let's see, they have hieroglyphs, and you get to create your own little hieroglyphic plaque. And uh, let's see, this is coming from Mesoamerican civilizations from Mexico through Central America. And uh, what time is that? 3.30, October 18th, right here at the Portola Branch Library. 3.30 is like the happy hour of the library. 3.30 is total happy hour. <laughs> you know, it's, it truly is happy hour because I'll tell you what, every single Friday, in addition to the, the multitudes of children and all ages of youth that come through our doors, we have an after-school program through Parks and Rec. So they bring a group of, goodness, close to 30 kids every single Friday at 3.30. So you got it. It is happy hour in the library. You're so right. Oh, my goodness. Well, it always should on, be anyway. You mean you got all those books in there. Why Why wouldn't you want to go to the library? That's right. I know. I tell you what. Every time a kid comes up to me and says, I'm bored, I say, impossible. You should, You're in the library. You should tell you no talking in the book. library. You can pick up a magazine. You, I even got board games you can check out. Hey, yo. You know, I don't even, I don't have, certainly don't have to push the computer games. They already do that. I don't push those. I push books. And I push hanging out and and, and enjoying yourself. I okay. need to send so, my son to you more. He tells me that a lot. Dad, I'm bored. Is it really with all these toys, all these books you have oh, in your room? Right. Just say impossible. Impossible. <laughs> so I'm bringing it back to Legos. I told you I'm all over the place, okay? Every second Wednesday of the month, 4 o'clock, we have Lego free play. Wait, say that so again. Say that again. Oh, every okay. second Wednesday of the month at okay. 4 o'clock. Ooh. Come play with our Legos and let your imagination go wild. It is so <laughs> fun. I'm telling you, kids love the Legos. Okay, see, I managed to bring it back to the Legos. I didn't mean to, but there if, you go. Well, I will say, if, that- you all, <laughs> if you all forget all of that, just go to our link section. There's a link yeah. to the book, to the, uh, what do you call it, the library, not the book club, the library. And yeah. it's all on there for you, schedules and events and all kind of stuff. And you can go not just to the Portola one, but all over the place. It's, it's all the That's San Francisco right. Public Library branch. They're all, they're all on there. Absolutely. Go to sspl.org and check it out. Check it out. So I wanted to tell you about the Destiny Art situation again. If I could finally find the actual time it's happening. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it 3.30? No. We've also (laughs) been doing a number of uh, movie screenings as well. And I was actually trying to figure out if I could show Star Wars because, you know, we have a movie license through Movie Licensing USA. Right. 
And sadly, I do not see, all I see on there is the Clone Wars. I wanted to show the Star Wars, Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back. Clearly, I'm old school. But no, we're not allowed. Oh, what? <laughs> Isn't that terrible? That's weird. I we're going to have to we make don't... a few phone calls and ask very nicely. <laughs> exactly. Old school exactly. petition. Exactly. Um, okay, so what else? And let's see. Sorry, I wish I had this right in front of me. Goodness gracious. You guys tell me something while I'm looking for this. Well, I had... What did I have for breakfast? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not like I'm saying, you know, Joel, you know, you, we make fun of it. You know, I don't like to read. He actually does read. It's yeah, just a thing I we do, do here on, on, on the show. I do, I do. But for the book club, you guys, you guys are here in a few minutes. He actually has a, literally a phone, phone book-sized book. Uh, we'll talk about wow. that during the book club. And, and so, he, so he does read. It's not just the picture books that he likes. Although he, <laughs> there were pictures in this book. I, I, I did see you grabbing that pop-up book that I'm going to hey. donate. Ooh. You got my attention when you said it lights up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's the cool thing about this. It, it came out a, a year ago, and and it uh, books of the batteries. It's, Come on. it's all about. It, it covers the prequels, you know. So so there's General Grievous in there, some clone troopers, Ooh, some of the ships nice. they they pop out, you know, and, and you know, obviously the biggest thing is with the Darth Vader at the end. It actually starts off as Anakin Skywalker, then. The helmet comes up and the lightsaber starts off as blue, then it switches to the red. So whoever gets that, you're you're gonna love that. Oh man, I wish I could go for that, but no, I'll be happy to see a child. <laughs> <laughs> Give me Thank that. Thank you again. Okay. <laughs> okay, I finally got the information for you. Yeah. Yeah. About the Destiny Arts program. Mm-hmm. All right. So you're ready. Okay. October eleventh. Okay. Another Friday, it's true. This time we're pushing the happy hour up a little bit to four o'clock. Oh, for the big kids. Yes, for the big kids, it's like a martial arts intro. It's Kaju Genbo, an eclectic martial arts style emphasizing effective skills for self-defense within the framework of graceful and powerful movement. And uh, this is to help our kids grow into peaceful warriors here. And it's for ages 12 to 18, 4 o'clock, October 11th. Well, yeah, that's what martial arts is for. You know, I mean, you'll remember what Mr. Miyagi that's said. Right. You don't use it for that's fighting. Right. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't have it, dude. Absolutely right. Now, so, yeah, now about that one, you you mentioned it for the Lego Star Wars thing, and it's for you know the, the the kids, little and big. But but is this one just going to be for the teens and tweens, or will you let the uh, the bigger kids get in on this one too? You know, I let them all in. I know we always have these technical age brackets. I mean, if it's a program just for teens, we want them to have their own special time with just teens, I'll do that. But an event like this, I say the more the merrier. The more the merrier. Uh Is there going to be a decibel (laughs) limit for your library events? You know, because the library... (laughs) You know, our library, we we can get... It gets quite loud here at times, and the patrons are used to it. We've gotten a better grip on it this year. But luckily, I actually have a little outdoor area that I can let the kids... They can let a little noise out that way. So... I let kids get pretty loud in that program room. Probably louder, louder than I should. But hey, it's my library. I can do it if I want to, right? But yeah. there you go. <laughs> so again, get you know, and, it, and it's cool. The adults understand. The adults totally get it, and you know they're all they're cool with it. And yeah. we don't get. I should knock on wood. It's we don't the, get any complaints. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. Yeah, I was gonna say. You know, I, I've noticed that we go to a lot of. We do our, our the, my kids and I. We do our library tour, uh, all the San Francisco branches, and, and I've noticed that. You know, the the old shh, you're in the library. That doesn't seem to apply right. anymore, especially around the the kids section, no. which is fine. You know, the, adults get is. that. We just want people to go to the library. You can talk now. 
Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's not that I don't honor and respect the people who want some quiet study time or reading time and, of course, homework time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think people just certainly do need to accept the fact that it's not your mother's library anymore. It's a lot has changed. It's not just a house for books. There's so much more. It's, like a, com- it's a lot like a community center now. Yeah, you know, there's so is. much going on here that people come for, you know, just for fun, information, to study. To, it, it's just, it's, it, libraries are just so much more, so much more than they ever used to be. Yeah. And I don't think the book is ever going to go away, by the way. I always have to add that. People think that books are going to go away someday. As a librarian, I'm going to do my best to make sure that never happens. Now, again, now you know the reason why we have the book club, because I'm trying to get Yay! kids to read actual books, not just digitally. I'm sorry, this is a stupid oh, question. I'm happy uh, to hear that. What's a book? <laughs> Get know, off right? my show. Oh my goodness. I just read a book the other day at my story time and there was a big picture of a vinyl record and I said many of you kids probably have no idea what this is. <laughs> it made me feel really old school. I said this is called a record, a vinyl record and it it's like a really big CD. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> yeah, so, so I don't want a bu- I don't want books to become an ancient relic like that. No you know way. I mean? Yeah, I don't think That's it's going to happen. We know so vinyl will live forever and so will the book. Yes. Nicole Germain, she's from the San Francisco Public Library, the Portola branch. Lego Star Wars, a summer reading tour, lands there this Friday, September 20th, starting 3.30 till whenever. The lightsabers run out of power and you have to put it away. Till before we close. (laughs) So all of you go on out there, you know, big and small. You guys can play with the Legos. Nicole, we'll be out there. We'll say hi to you. Everybody say hi to Nicole. Say I heard you on the Geek Speak show and we will definitely see you this Friday. Fantastic. I look forward to it. Thank you so much. Chip, thank you, Nicole. This is the Geek Speak Show Book Club. Sci-fi, fantasy, horror, graphic novels, biographies. You'll hear them here on the Geek Speak Show Book Club. And you'll even hear Joel's posters, which I bet you never thought you could do. <laughs> this week, guys, I am taking over the book club to start with because I have my author on with us to talk about her book. We have Kristen Hada today, and she's going to be talking about beryllium. Hey, Kristen, how are you? Hi, how are you, Rachel? I'm great. I'm so excited you could be on with us um, because I I ran across your book, um, and one of the first things that drew me to it, of course, being that it's a a fantasy-type story, is the cover. Um, I I love anything that kind of looks um, otherworldly, and I know that uh, you wrote this book, and it has all kinds of uh, different environments, different places that you're taking us. So um, how about you start out with telling us what Beryllium is about? So Beryllium is um, basically in a nutshell about college students who have this hunger to just learn about everything there is about philosophy, um, metaphysical myth, um, folklore, and all of that stuff. And they just have a fascination with um, really expanding their knowledge and in everything. And so these college students end up um, ultimately having their wish come true as far as um, obtaining, I guess, that immortality and uh, the ability to learn forever, right? So um, it also goes into a lot of um, gemology and the metaphysical properties that stones have is for, for healing, uh, for strengthening, and really awakening the spirit. Um, but also, it, it incorporates a very fun and entertaining uh, storyline. So it, it's meant to teach a young audience, as well as adults, 
but so to uh, entertain them as well. Where where did you come up with the storyline like that? It's really interesting. Um, so you know, I it was his it was uh, working as a marketing director in Los Angeles, and you know, I was just sitting at the La Brea Tar Pits after lunch, kind of meditating, and I I see a group of kids going in and out on a field trip, and I just and I and I was watching a bunch of um, people who were walking to work, and they just looked so depressed and sad, kind of like in a almost a mundane zombie-like state, you know. And, and yeah. so I, I, at that moment, I was like, I, I was meant to do something more than this. And and at that moment, my mom actually called me and was like, Hey, do you want to write a book? And <laughs> it's almost like okay, that's really random, but, um, yeah, I, let's do it, you know, and she, you know, she reads three, two to three books a week, and I was reading, um, a lot then, and so, um, I wanted to create a story that incorporated everything I loved in, in, in books, but also to create a story where, uh, the, as humans, we all hold on to, the idea of immortality, right? And so I wanted to make it a more realistic approach to that, approach to uh, magic, metaphysical, and, and immortality, and to show the reader that, that look, it's not that far-fetched, and you have the strength inside your mind to be able to achieve great things. So it kind of makes the story, uh, it kind of gives the reader hope that the story can become the reality, basically. Which is actually one of the things that I love about stories in general. Um, whether it's a movie or yeah. a book. So, yeah, I, I get drawn into that, too. Um, I noticed that uh, the lead character, um, Halima, uh, uh -huh. is, is a very, very strong lead in as far as what she's trying to do and, and staying with her whole purpose. Was, was she modeled after anyone? Um, actually, uh, Halima Alexander um, is, is a very... Uh, it's funny because she she is a character that I have taken everything that I everyone that I've met along the way she's a combination of everyone and so like I really wanted everyone to relate to her and and I didn't want to have a a one of those annoying um, main characters who who just have that very uh, submissive and and soft and um, kind of shy personality, I wanted her to be strong as well so that even, um, I mean, men and women alike are being drawn to the story and to the character because she is, yes, she is feminine, but she is masculine at the same time. So, um, yeah, Halima is, uh, has definitely gone through a long journey with me and so um, a lot of people can relate to her as well. It's funny too because a lot of female characters in, you know, comics or, or in geek culture in general, whatever you're looking at, have that same thing where they try to balance between being feminine and being masculine in, in you know, in the oh geek my. world, which has generally been, you know, a man's world up until, you know, recently. Um, there, there's also this whole theme of selflessness throughout the book. Is there um, a reason that that's kind of the focus? Um, yes, because ultimately, I mean, I don't want to do a spoiler alert, because ultimately, um, she will, I guess, in a, in a sense, have, she would have given up pretty much all of herself and everything, um, 
that she might, I guess that she's tied to in love um, in order to to create this, like, peace at the end, right? So, yes, she is very selfless. Um, uh, and, yeah, it's funny that you, that you, that you noticed that and, and mentioned that because that, that was my goal in the beginning, and I'm glad that you, um, you felt that from the character. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Kristen, one of the other things that I wanted to ask about was the different environments. Um, can you just give us an idea of the different, different scenes that we see in the book? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I was doing, I created, well, I was writing full-time, right? So it was like a, a full-time job for me for a year. And so I did, um, I did about eight hours of writing and three hours of researching every day. And um, or three hours or more of researching. It was, it was crazy how much I had to research because of the, the traveling in the first book. There's going to be a lot more travel in the second book. Um, but I really wanted to, um, to get a grasp of the culture in Venezuela and, and really show the young readers that they are so lucky, even though young readers and adult readers, they are so lucky that they wake up in this country with access to fresh water and a soft bed and a roof over their heads and food whenever they're hungry, you know, that a water bottle and a Q-tip is, is luxury, you know. Um, we don't think about those things. Um, and so to step outside of of our country and, and be in surroundings where, uh, you know, the things that we take for granted are luxury items to them. I wanted yeah. them to feel that through, through traveling, you know, so, um, and to never forget that every day that to feel lucky and that this is going to be the best day of their life every day, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah. Do you, do you have plans for the second book then? Absolutely, yes. Um, it's actually uh, almost halfway done. Uh, the second book is almost oh. halfway done, and yeah, there's going to be because uh, a lot of a lot of my readers and fans they were like, you know, I really wish there was more about Aiden, Aiden Knight, and like what her relation, what Halima's relationship is going to be with Aiden. And um, trust me, there's going to be a lot, a lot more of Aiden, a lot more of Reed and his relationship with Halima, and um, a. a it's going to be crazy because there's going to be a little bit of a twist with Nami and uh, it's going to be exciting. I actually, there's going to be a lot more action of battle scenes and uh, travel. So it's, it's really exciting. What genre do you think that Beryllium falls into or this whole saga as you start going with this? So because it does have fantasy incorporated in, but it is in modern day, it, it would be, I guess, urban fantasy would be the genre. Um, awesome. The young adult urban fantasy. That's amazing. Well, again, we're talking to Kristen Hada, and she's the author of Beryllium. And so now we know that there's a second one coming as well. Um, I wanted to thank you, Hada, for coming on and talking to us. Thank you so much, Rachel. It was a pleasure. Yeah, I can't wait to have you back for the second one. So we'll be in touch. Absolutely. You guys okay. All right. Boys, Bye. what do you guys have for the book club today? All right, so that is Rachel's book. Joel, what's your poster this week? Oh, I wasn't ready to go so soon. <laughs> but uh, my choice, my poster for the book club is uh, 
Big Questions by Anders Nilsson. And this is a really, really big book. It's like 700 pages because it's- Well, here's the big question. Tell me. Did you actually read it? I read 200 pages (laughs) of the 700. (laughs) It's hard, man. Well, but the thing is, it's actually like a really light read, but it's like- it's an anthology of 15 years of that Anders Nilsson did uh, comic strips about these birds in a dreamlike um, plane. But anyways, I'm going to tell you some, I'm going to read an excerpt and I want you to just, you know, think about these big questions. So there's these two birds in a field and the bird says, well, like what to, exp- <laughs> well, like what, well, like to what extent are we responsible for the fulfillment of our destinies? I mean, if my life is to be meaningful and full, is it up to me to make it that way? Or can I just wait for circumstances to come together? And then, so think about that. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, that's my choice for the book club. Check it out. It's a postmodern collection of uh, really philosophical questions that you're going to be thinking about in, throughout your whole life. So there you go. Anders Nilsson, big questions. Back to you, Henry. What's your choice for the book club? What? Oh, you're done? No, actually, my, mine is actually kind of cool. Found it at the library. I heard about this. Uh, I'll tell you guys in a second why. It's called Boilerplate History's Mechanical Marvel. It's fiction, I'll say that, but it's about the very first, called back then, automaton, not robot. It's a robot, or if it was the 1950s, robot. He um, was developed <laughs> by Professor Campion to, to, to go, because he lost a, a very dear brother-in-law to him in, in one of the wars. This is in 1993 before World War One, two, ever, or even in people's minds, so he he invented the first robot, and there's there's pictures, there there's uh, historical documents, all kind of stuff going with this. They present it as true. It's very steam steampunk looking. The reason why I picked this one though is because somebody that you and I know, Rachel, and the whole world knows also, and we'll know very soon. JJ and his bad robot, they've decided to make this their next film <gasps> after or in between what? Star Wars's. So it's going to be a, a steampunk bad robot. See, it makes sense because bad robot has never done a robot, actual robot movie. Now they are. It's called Boilerplate awesome. History's Mechanical Marvel by Paul Guinan and Anina Bennett. It, it is out there in stores still. They go to I go to our book book club section. Go to their website. Their website is very very cool looking, and you and you can literally be lost in there for hours. Way to one up me, Henry. That's not that hard to <laughs> do with the yeah, jerk. <laughs> postcards you always choose. It was a big book this time. <laughs> like, Wasn't that the one that's holding up that like, coffee table in your room? I <laughs> oh, never mind. I like coffee I know, room. Did you table. ever ponder any coffee of these book. questions? What? Well, you know, everyone does in their life. Big questions by Anders Nilsson, a postmodern existentialist story. <laughs> he's trying to bring his back. But it's not working. He's trying to read the cover, but he's got to read. Yeah. So that, those are our picks for the book club. You know, again, you guys can, <laughs> bring can go in the book club grade. section. It's all on there for you. Uh, suggest yours, books at thegeekspeakshow.com. And that's the show for this week. Next week, it's going to be a pretty cool show. Uh, some of you watched it last, uh, when was it? Last night, I think, as we recorded this, the the season finale is a pretty short season, but the season finale of Heroes of Cosplay. Friend of the show who happened to be on Heroes of Cosplay, Yaya Han, is going to come on and we'll yes. talk to her about the show. What really went on behind the scenes? Is, are they really, is it really like that behind the scenes of a cosplay so, so contest? Dr- so dramatic over there. Um, all it of is. you can do one of two things. Wait, what? At thegeekspeakshow.com, send us some some uh, questions that we will pass on to Yaya. Or you can tweet us at Geek Show one the number one. 
and we will pass them on to to Yaya from all of you. Whatever it is, you can be controversial if you want. You can be like Jessica Negri and ask those same kind of questions. We'll ask him. We, we're not afraid. Um, I'm not afraid of you. Head of Marvel Television, Jeff Loeb. He's been on the show a long time ago, and he's been he's a really good friend of the show. He'll come on again, talk uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Again, no spoilers. Yes. We're not going to spoil anything for you, but we are going to ask him some behind the scenes more behind the scenes stuff this will be more behind the scenes than promotional because yeah really doesn't need any promotions like we all know right we all want to know the other stuff <laughs> yeah we're gonna be sitting there watching it it's gonna be in our dvrs mm-hmm. and then once it's over we're gonna rewind and watch rewind yeah show my age and watch, watch it all again <laughs> wow. i told rewind. you i'm the oldest here what is that thing with all the flashy buttons is that one of those uh vhs rewinders <laughs> yeah well Maybe I didn't have my coffees or something happened. I was I remember I was at a radio station one time. I was trying to rewind a CD. Hello. Hey. That's the show. Like I said, we have a lot more fun stuff coming up later in in the month. And and what are you doing? What you two remember? Mm-hmm. You especially. My favorite time of year is coming up not not too Hello. long from now. Hello. What will we do then? Will it be? The Winchester Mystery House. <laughs> you're creeping me out with that voice. You're scaring me. I know. I'm scared already. Why? It sounds like you're... Never mind. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 Keep talking to me like that. <laughs> no, no, we'll, we'll do something. I, I mean, we'll still have the same usual, you know, geek stuff. Uh, there's a couple of really cool comic books actually coming out. And they have nothing to do with Marvel or none, none of the big three. Not Image, not Marvel or DC. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's right, a couple of really right, cool right. comic books, not horror related either, but you, you'll see them. They, I'll call them interactive. That's all I'll say. So we have a lot of that this Friday. Don't forget at the Portola uh, Library here in San Francisco, Lego Star Wars invades beginning at three thirty. I will be there. Uh, I did, I'll, I promised I would do some voices. I'll read some of them, and I'll do it like this. Oh. <laughs> um, oh my gosh! And I may do the, the Darth Vader voice. I may do. So I can't cute. do the 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 Django voice because I need. Some stuff behind me. Can you? <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I don't pretend to do voices. Let's hear your impression of Django. Come on. Well, you, you can see that, that on her Twitter. Hello, she tweeted the whole picture. <laughs> so, so that that's that's uh, the show for this Come week. Like man. I said, who wants to take it this week? Joel, you haven't done it in a while. That's what she says. It is actually. Anyways, tune in next week, geeks. Where we're gonna speak more <laughs> geek. <laughs> Something like that. Oh my god! <laughs> Listen, you geeks, we're gonna <laughs> tune in next week where we're gonna speak more geek. And now you know why he doesn't. Been. <laughs> yes, it's been a while. Henry and the gang will return next week with an all-new episode. The Geek Speak show is powered by GeekTyrant.com, MightyBill.com, RamasScreen.com, ZergNet.com, and Collider.com. Make sure you're subscribed on iTunes. Follow them on Twitter at GeekSpeakShow1. Become a fan on Facebook and watch event coverage on YouTube slash GeekSpeak videos. See you next week. Cheerio. The GeekSpeak Show.